God's desire to give you the kingdom is far greater than your desire to receive it. God's desire to give you the kingdom is far greater than your desire to receive it. Isn't that incredible? Because you are God's beloved child, God wants to give you the kingdom. But often we forget that we're God's children and we let worldly thinking get in the way. And this happens like what we talked about last week when we allow this performance-based mentality to get in the way. And that is the false idea that our worth is dependent on what we do or the, the false idea that somehow we have to earn God's love. As God's children, however, that's not true. Our identity is based in the kingdom. We don't make ourselves worthy of God. As God's children, God makes us worthy of him. Remember the parable of the prodigal son? There are two sons and the father represents God. But in the parable, both sons get it wrong. We know the younger son a bit better. He's the one who takes his share of the inheritance and then squanders it on loose living. Basically, this son was trying to create happiness for himself apart from the father. The older son, he stayed at home and then when the younger son is welcomed back, he gets resentful. In fact, the older son kind of boasts that he never even asked of anything from God. Maybe the reason for this was because he was afraid to ask. Maybe he didn't believe that the father would actually give him something. Perhaps the older son didn't even really know who he was. Here's the point. Both of the sons didn't recognize that they were beloved children. They didn't recognize that they're beloved children. And in different ways, we too either forget or don't believe that we are God's beloved children. And throughout scripture, it's clear, there is no one who is beyond God's love, and this is especially true in the New Testament. Jesus is the eternal son of the Father, and there is nothing that the Father hasn't given to the Son, and then there is nothing that the Son hasn't given to us. God's desire to give you the kingdom is far greater than your desire to receive it. We're in the final week of our message series, Child of God. Next week, we're gonna start a new series called Totus Tuus, which is a Latin phrase meaning totally yours. It refers to Mary, the mother of God. So for the month of May, Mary's month, we're gonna be focusing on Mary, who's our mother too, and learning the lessons that she has to teach us and the different ways that we can rely on her help. Also, as we mentioned last week, this weekend in Boston, there is a, a, a satanic conference going on and it's sort of as our response to this mockery of Christian belief and practice, we are going to have a holy hour of reparation this afternoon at 12.30. So if you'd love to pray for an hour of Eucharistic adoration and the rosary, we would love for you to pray with us. That's today at 
Also today, as we've been talking about for a while now, is our event with Jason Everett on gender and the theology of your body. There's so much confusion about this topic in our world, and I think we need to really understand what we're talking about. But I also just want to give you a, um, an encouragement because while we might have the truth, there is one other ingredient that is maybe even more important, and that is love. We have to really love everybody no matter what they think, say, or do because love is the only bridge that truth can effectively walk across. Love is the bridge that truth walks across. Maybe you've heard this story from the Civil War. As a result of a family tragedy, there was a soldier trying to meet the president so that he could get an exemption from military service. But when he arrived at the White House, he was turned away and refused entry. So he went to sit in a park feeling dejected. And as he was sitting there feeling sorry for himself, a young boy came across him and the boy, react, and the boy said, I remarked how unhappy this man looked. And then this, this man, the soldier, he found himself sort of just pouring out his heart to this young boy. And the young boy listened. And eventually the young boy said to him, hey, follow me. And the soldier got up and he followed this boy back to the White House. But instead of going to the front, they walked around back. And none of the guards seemed to stop them. Even the generals and the high-ranking officials stood to attention as they passed through the halls and let them through. As this was happening, the soldier was amazed. Finally, they came to the presidential office. Without knocking, the boy opened the door and walked straight in. And there was Abraham Lincoln talking to the Secretary of State. And the moment they walked in, Abraham Lincoln turned and he saw the boy and he said to him, Tad, what can I do for you? And then Tad said, Dad, this soldier needs to talk to you. Basically, that's how your kingdom identity works. The starting point is that you are a child of God and what comes next is simply living out that identity. You are and then you do, you are and then you do. The mistake that we make, however, is so much that we think that we have to do so that then maybe we can be. This is where this false idea comes from that we have to earn or make ourselves worthy of God's love. Because as God's children, however, we are like Tad in that story with his father, Abraham Lincoln. We have an identity that we didn't earn or create. It's an identity that simply we received. But it's that identity that then leads us to do certain things. We are and then we do. The image that Jesus gives us in today's gospel I think makes this very clear. The part of the gospel that we heard is called the Good Shepherd Discourse and Jesus uses the imagery of a shepherd and sheep. The shepherd leads the sheep and the sheep follow him because they recognize his voice. I saw a video online that proved this point um, recently and what's going on here is it's proving sort of this personal connection. In the video, there were three people. 
Two were sort of like the strangers who were just visiting a farm, and one of them was the shepherd. And then in the video, the first two people tried to imitate the voice of the shepherd and were hooting and hollering and calling out to the sheep. But the sheep didn't even lift their heads. And then the the shepherd came forward and he made his, his yell and he called out to the sheep and immediately all of the sheep raised their heads and they came running over to him. The reason for this is simple. As Jesus told us in the gospel, the sheep hear his voice every day and they know that it's the shepherd who feeds and protects them. Friends, when we spend time in prayer and reading scripture, we become more accustomed to hearing Jesus, our good shepherd, hearing his voice. Our relationship with him then goes, grows stronger and it's easier for us to know what it is that God wants us to do, or as the case may be, not do. To push this image even further, Jesus says, Amen, amen, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. Who enters through me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. Jesus is the open door to salvation. Through him is the path that leads to meaning, happiness, and purpose. The other voices that call out to us, these are the thieves and the robbers. In a word, these are all of the worldly things that lead us away from God. Selfishness, sensuality, sin, whatever. These are the voices that tell us that we are not enough that we have to earn or make ourselves worthy and that we have to create happiness for ourselves. If we're honest though, in different ways, we all turn to these other voices. And when we do this, we prove that we don't want to receive the kingdom as much as God wants to give it to us. Think of it like this. You can either say to God, thy will be done, or you can hear God say to you, have it your way. Thy will be done, or have it your way. Unless you think that your way might be better than God's way, let's listen to the, the final verse of today's gospel. This final verse which sums up Jesus' entire mission on earth, as well as stating very clearly what God wants for you. I came so that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Are you willing to receive it?